What's up, folks? This is Justin, and you are listening to the Welcome to Your Doom Show. This is episode number 26, and Uttal and I are discussing the Predator. Now, I am recording this intro with Uttal next to me, and he is hanging his head in shame, because I said during the episode, and you'll get to this at some point, that Shane Black had, I said co-wrote, which is incorrect technically. It's wrong, actually. It's wrong. I said incorrect is the same as wrong. Let's go with wrong. Okay, we'll go with wrong. I like incorrect because it sounds nicer, mm-hmm. but you're a prick. <laughs> but Uttal claimed that there was nothing, no involvement other than him just simply acting. And that, if my friend, has been debunked because if, he was also a script doctor on the film. And that's why his not super jacked ass was there with the super jacked actors. What do you have to say for yourself? You have a few seconds. In the episode, you will hear me say, oh, maybe in some unofficial capacity. Well... Guess what? He unofficially, <laughs> officially helped out. Oh. Not unofficially, he uncreditedly. Uncredited. That might not be a word. Anyways, Got this it. has been a super long intro. We're discussing The Predator, the, the new one, the 2018 one that yeah. starts with the. Ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to your doom. Everyone, this is your no. DJ Cuddles. <laughs> this is DJ Cuddles. MC Blanky in this bitch. MC Blanky and DJ Cuddles about to soothe you till you go to sleep. We are the official, um, officially the softest DJs in the game. Yeah, that's right. Mm. Granted, we don't actually DJ or <clears throat> cuddle. Or cuddle. I mean, not, not, not every day. I don't cuddle every day. Okay, great. Right. That, was, that was good to know. Um, this is Justin. This is Uttal. And this is the Welcome to Your Doom show. We're back after our very brief hiatus. And by brief, I mean, what, like a month? Yeah, it was a month, yeah. I think. Yeah. Was, by the time this is coming out, it'll be a month. Um, but yeah, man, how was uh, how was your trip? We both went on vacation. We both went to the same place, <laughs> just completely just, different times. Yeah, you, I went on the first half of September. You went on the second half of September. Yeah. Uh, we both went to Croatia. It was pretty dope. We kind of had different trips. Um, but, uh, you know, don't need to get into it too much other than Croatia is just an incredible, beautiful place. And you really feel like you're in a different time there. We're talking about the Predator today. Which one? The. The. Yeah. The Predator. The, Not Predators. No. Just one, even though there's more than one in this movie. Not That's not a spoiler. That was in the trailer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They the had trailer. the big jacked up one so, in the trailer too. Yeah, they called it The Predator, but there are two. Yeah. Um, it's a Shane Black film, which is, uh, which is kind of crazy because Shane Black acted... In the first Predator film, alongside, you know, all of your other beefcake favorites, like Arnold Schwarzenegger, Apollo Creed, that's not his name. Carl Weathers. Carl Weathers. Um, Jesse Ventura. Who am I trying to think of some of the other guys? Bill Duke. Is it Bill Duke? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And I can never remember the guy who played Hawkins? Hopkins? Hawkins. 
Hawkins. So what, that wasn't Shane Black, right? No, that, that was, was the other guy. That was the, the other, other guy that wasn't nerdy super guy. jacked. Yeah, the other guy that was not super yeah. jacked. Yeah. Um, so so Shane Black was in that, and Shane Black is you know if you're not familiar with a lot of any of his work, he he wrote Lethal Weapon, The Last Boy Scout. He directed Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Underappreciated film. Oh uh, yeah, he wrote Monster Squad. Yep. And Monster Squad is like a a a great '80s movie. Um, and Monster Squad was directed by Fred Decker. Yep. And written by Shane Black. So uh, whenever they work together, they call them Black and Decker. Yeah. Which is funny. Uh, but they're they both reunited for this film. So the Predator is written by Fred Decker, but directed by Shane Black. Um, Shane Black also directs so Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. He also wrote and directed, I think most recently, The Nice Guys before this. Yes, with, yes, uh, yes, yes, yes. Russell Crowe and uh, that Canadian dude. Can't think of Ryan him. Gosling. Ryan Gosling. Yeah. Canadian um, treasure. Yeah, a real Canadian treasure. Um, yeah, so that's kind of the that's kind of the background there. It's kind of surprising to have Shane Black come to uh, Shane Black come back to this franchise that he acted in. It's kind of a weird thing I, I can't really think of another example where someone acted in something and was only involved at that in that capacity acting something and then comes back to write and direct no but he co-wrote the first predator no, didn't he no did he I'm pretty sure he did man no yeah him and Decker no. both co-wrote that and what? I believe no you are 100% wrong are you sure stop spreading lies and rumors you're sure written by Jim Thomas and John Thomas Wait I don't know who the hell those guys minute. are but uh, that let me tell you, you are just full of shit today, sir. Full of shit. Are you sure? I swear I'm that he was it, involved. I'm looking at it right now. I'm looking at Predator 19, what, 87? Yeah. I thought he was involved with it, like, from a creative standpoint. Nothing. Zero. Holy titties. Yes. Huh. He is not involved at all. Yo, so Shane Black did play Hawkins. Yeah, no, I know he played Hawkins, but yeah, I thought Hawkins. that him and Deckard had uh, something to do with this. Nothing. Well, not billed anyway, maybe unofficially, but uh, huh. um, but uh, no, he had nothing to do with it. And I, I, I haven't seen another example of that, which is... Um, which is odd. It's kind of a cool state of affairs. So, so he came back. He put together, you know, and um, he put together his own his own crew. Invite invited, you know, Fred. De I, well, basically, uh, Fred Decker. And I think he they both worked on the script, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but it's cool to have them together because I love Monster Squad. I think it's a great '80s movie. You're still deep in thought. I am. I'm yeah. No, I'm still thinking. I, I I don't know. So the reason I'm so shocked is I thought that he was. A writer or had contributed to the writing of the predator of the original predator, mm -hmm. and it was he was included as an actor in it because he was also a writer. I yeah, thought that, that to be on set. Yeah, I thought it was something along those lines, but I, I I guess I'm wrong. I don't know. I gotta I'm gonna do some research into that. If I'm, I'll probably in the intro to this episode I will have admitted my ignorance or I will have made fun of you. Well, listen. As much as I can. I'm looking at IMDb. I'm looking at Wikipedia. It's basically proving me right. I'm so. going to find me some lowbrow internet fucking page that means nothing and isn't <laughs> accurate at all. Much like what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Where, where you get most of your news from, apparently. Yes, yes. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Um, yeah, so it's cool to have them working together. I love Monster Squad, so I was really excited about this movie. And we have a pretty long history with the Predator. I, I uh, not the not this film, but the character. Yes. I've always been a huge fan. How about you? Always, always. It's actually I think it's the. It would have been the 
probably the first, I think, like, quote-unquote horror movie my dad exposed me to when I was a kid. Right. Like, he was like, you should watch this. It's kind of cool. It, it was, we had it on the VHS. Like, my dad had pirated it from, yeah. the, you know, the little fuzzy boxes oh, on yeah, the pay-per-view. Yeah. So they had recorded <laughs> it, and then I was watching it. What's funny, too, and this is about the original Predator, I... N- it wasn't until I got the Blu-ray that I knew that at the beginning of the film, there's that shot of the alien ship coming Man, in. Yeah. So when I had first seen it, this alien part. came out of fucking nowhere. Yeah, no, you know, a hundred percent agree because the first time I saw it, I was absolutely terrified. First yeah. of all, I'd never seen gore mm. like that, like that ever before. This movie, like the original Predator, contains some pretty disgusting shit. Yeah. And um, I don't recall seeing the ship land. Yeah, the first time watching the movie, I guess, because I guess what we see is like if you see these movies on TV or if people are already watching them on VHS or whatever, you walk into, you know, when I uh, hang out with my cousins or whatever when I was younger. Yeah, you're right. Never saw this ship land. So yeah. when this thing came out, I'm like, what is going on? Like I had no idea yeah. what was happening, uh, and that just made it like you know way scarier. Yeah. I never saw that movie as an action film when I was younger. I always saw it as a exercise in suspense because John McTiernan directs the fuck out of that movie no doubt there are some seriously suspenseful moments to zoom in on the trees all of that really building up the tension yeah uh, so as for as much as people say it's like 80s action film I can I actually consider the original Predator to be a great example of a suspense film right? I mean it, it's kind of it, it's a twofold film right the first half of the film is that action film which which is weird because i remember watching it again like years after i'd seen it the first time and considering it a horror film yeah and i watched it again i'm like holy crap there's this massive action sequence at the compound yeah right at the beginning and i was like oh totally missed this part yeah i just saw all the horrific stuff that happens after this right right uh, yeah it's basically as soon as after that that first major action scene ends is when the horror movie starts, and then it's it's beautifully built out as a suspense film, and oh, then yeah. they're slowly uncovering what the predator can and yeah. can't do. It's wonderful. it's wonderful. But we are discussing a better movie. That's that's well, yes, we're the discussing. Original. Yeah, the yeah. original is the better film. Exactly. Um, so uh, you want to jump into it, non-spoilery stuff? What'd you think? Um, okay, so I walked out of it, and I thoroughly enjoyed myself. Upon further reflection, I still hold that true that I yep. thoroughly enjoyed myself. But I will say that it is probably the worst film of the Predator films for me. Interesting. Yeah. And not including the not AVP. The AV- yeah, no, yeah, The AVP yeah. stuff is pretty trash in comparison. But the um, I would original, put it yeah. uh, the original obviously is ahead of it. I would put Predators ahead of it. Yeah. Um, it's very much in the same vein as the original. But the whole idea of a game preserve, it adds to it a little bit. Yeah. But it doesn't really take away from the original kind of concept. Yeah. It adds a little bit to it, but that's about it. Yeah. Predator 2 was such a different type of film, but yeah. it was still very... Like, it had a lot of the components that made the first one special and kind of kind of tried to do its own thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a lot of very tongue-in-cheek. It's not as good as the, as the first one by far, but it, I thought it was more entertaining. Um, this one had a lot more comedy in it. I awesome. thought it had some genuinely funny moments. Yeah. But there was also some creative decisions that I was kind of like, huh? Yeah. The the Tourette's gag was kind of funny at the beginning yeah. for a little bit. But there were times where I was like, uh, okay, we need to stop this. Yeah. It's getting a little uncomfortable. Um, but there was just the, 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 the gaping plot hole. There's just one gaping plot hole that's the whole reason for the Predator to come down. And it just, it doesn't make any sense. And that was something I could, like, it, as soon as they explained what he was doing there, even while I was watching the film, I'm like, this makes zero sense. But right. I'm still having fun. Right. Um, 
and the some of some of the way the pacing is makes some of the the first and second acts kind of feel disconnected from it. Like it's sure. just it's a very sporadic film. Yeah, I would um, agree. It, there. It's not super cohesive. Yeah. So it's got its problems. It's not my favorite of all of them. Of, of all, it's like I said, it's probably my least favorite of all the other three films I would call. But I still enjoy the hell out of it. I, I would still recommend people go and see this. Yeah, where yeah. I land on this, I'm kind of in the same boat because I. Um... This is a Shane Black movie. Like, it's a Shane Black movie with a predator in it. Like, I would almost say. Because it's, uh, it really is nothing like any of the other movies. But mm-hmm. what I actually very much appreciate about the Predator franchise, Predator 1, 2, Predators, and this, is that they're all different movies. Like, yes. they all add something different to the franchise much of the same way as the four, the first four Alien films are all wildly different movies, which I, I actually very much like. Um, and this this is a Shane Black movie, you know. Yeah. This is this got the Shane Black wit witty comment. Oh, sorry, uh, wit witty comment uh, comment comedy witty yeah. comedy uh, strewn about every absolutely everywhere. Uh, has some real laugh out loud moments. Um, that's something that you know some the, the other movies d- don't have. Mm-hmm. Um, it takes the franchise in like another direction, which I was actually totally skeptical about, but it kind of adds a world building element to the Predator culture. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of like that. I liked it add its own piece of mythology. I feel like each of the films have done a little bit of that. Um, the uh, It doesn't feel stale. It's cheesy. There's some good practical effects in there. Very good. Um, yeah. There's a, there's a real breakout sequence in there. Pun intended. Uh, um, the the problems with it are exactly what you said. It feels super choppy. The pacing is super weird. Some of the design decisions I didn't really agree with. Um, and you know, from the from the trailers, you know that there's kind of like what well, I'm going to call juice bag predator. Like I was going to go with Uber predator, but that sounds better. <laughs> yeah. So like juice bag predator is uh, unfortunately all CG. Yes. Which I was. Uh, really kind of like I was more like just disappointed because that was there's a huge opportunity there to do something practical um it was hard to cast an 11 foot tall giant there's not a lot yeah no it is difficult yeah yeah there's it's difficult to do that and I I feel like I'm asking for too much but um (laughs) but uh but you know like uh like darkness from uh oh boy Ridley Scott movie with Tom Cruise fantasy picture. Huh? Oh, jeez. Sorry, I'm going to have to look this up, Tom. It's going to bug you, isn't it? Ridley Scott. Darkness, everybody. Yeah, Darkness. so uh, Tim Curry. Play- oh, Legend. Oh, Legend. Yeah, 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 yeah so yeah. a movie called Legend. If you look at Tim Curry in that movie, he's he's tall. He's hoofed, you know? Mm. They, and they, they, you know, man, obviously he's not jumping around and, like, tearing people in half right, and yeah. doing all that, you know, stuff. They can do that when, when the character's fully CG, but it doesn't, it doesn't look as convincing. Yeah. The original, like, the other Predator in the film is practical, and that's great. It's wonderful. If they had done both as CG, I would have just dropped this movie right on the floor and walked out. Because yeah. the thing about the Predator franchise in that, that the Alien one has kind of violated in the last film with Covenant was that they are the practical pillars of franchise, uh, uh, practical franchises that keep the, like that have always had a practical alien, high quality predator. Or yeah, practical exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's always been a part of the franchise 
for me. Yes. Um, and they went full CG for at least, you know, like there's a juice bag predator. But the other one is practical and it's really well done. It actually looks um, better than probably all the other iterations of it. Oh, too. It the way it great. moves and because it's, it's actually, very natural. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And there, in that sequence I was talking about, uh, we'll get to that during mm-hmm. our summary, but uh, but was was very good. Um, one other thing I'll call out too is I liked the sound the the sound mixing in the film. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they, it like was good. they use a lot of the original score from the Predator yes. film from Predator. Um, I appreciated that, like the na 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 na. Yeah, it just yeah. I don't know. It gets me going. Um, but also, like there was the, like the breakout scene with, let's just say the Predator in the lab because yeah. that's that's also in the trailer. That's right. Yeah. Um, it's uh, this the way the sounds and stuff are used, the sound effects and the screams and everything yeah. make you feel like you're in there. They did a lot of separation yeah. in that movie. And I'm like, why doesn't every film do this? Because not every film does that. And it's simple. This is like a simple 5-1 mix. Yeah. But you have like six speakers being one signal kind of thing. Yeah. But they have um, a lot of great separation. Yeah. Like sound effects separation. Things coming from right, left, in the middle and stuff like that. And I'm like, this is what a movie is supposed to sound like in the theater. You should be using this all the time. Yes. Not every, you know, not every film does that. I mean, when I say every film, I mean every film of this type, like an action film, an effects-driven film, a tentpole blockbuster. They don't do that. Yeah. And this this one does, and it's better for it. It's actually quite atmospheric and adds to the confusion. Um, yeah. Yeah. So they so do that yeah. well. So I wanted to call that out too. But yeah, uh, definitely good. So, but it has its problems. It's like uh, it's. Some some jokes fall flat. They feel forced. Uh, you know, the CG juice bag predator don't really like it. Didn't didn't really like the way they 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 um, per, like they built the character, um, and uh, and yeah, it does take the mythology into weird places. So if you don't if you don't if you're not into that, it does get it's a little cheesy. Yeah. Um, so I can see that being sort of a turnoff for right. a lot of people. Right. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's pretty much all I want to say other than, you know, like jumping right into the story. Did you have a line? You didn't oh, even do yeah. a line. Yeah, no, we're getting, we're getting there. I'm just, I'm asking, is there any more? I'm okay. Is there any I'm more? I'm just dandy. I'm going to sip right. my tea and you get ready to do your line, my good friend. All right. All right. All right, folks, this is The Predator, which is essentially two-hour PSA letting us all know never. French kiss a predator. Those mandibles would like really they do some damage. There was, there was that scene where yeah. he bites somebody. That's exactly what I was getting oh. at here. That's what exactly what I thought. Because oh. uh, this is the first movie that the predator uses his mandibles. One scene he uses it to cut someone, and then juice bag predator just straight up just eats a dude's face. Yeah, well, yeah, I forgot just, about that. I was yeah. thinking of like using the mandible to escape, but yeah, the juice bag predator yeah, just yeah, he eats just like eats, eats a guy's face, and uh, yeah, not a good French kisser. No, so um, pretty, I mean, maybe you're into that sort of brutal. thing. We don't know. Um, We're not judging. Yeah, so why don't you take it away, Carco? All right. So the film pretty much opens up with the that big space thing. Yeah, this not movie just this movie just starts. It just like, starts. <laughs> it's just like, guess what? This ship's escaping this ship? No reason. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it has that cool thing where it goes into, I'm, like it, a, a it opens like a black hole yeah, or a, a rip in space. Yeah. And then it, uh, what is it? The When you take the two papers and fold them together. A wormhole? Wormhole. That's a good word. Yeah. Anyways. So yeah, he opens a wormhole, jumps into Earth. Um, you just kind of see the two predators in the ships. It was kind of neat, but nothing that we hadn't seen before. I think we'd seen that in 
one of the AVP movies, yeah. kind of their ship and stuff. In a little yeah, more in detail. Predator Two, you see the inside of their ship. Yeah, I think it was the first time that you'd actually. They see like it. they like their fog. They do like their fog. Yeah, and fog. they also they they when they're tapping, you know how we like yeah, you know do, 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 yeah, no they like, just fucking boom. <laughs> they are everything is just one big finger bang to them. <laughs> that was not worded right. <laughs> they bang things with their finger. That's still not right. They are smashing. Okay, I'm done. All right. Anyways, they use one finger when they're typing. Dude, and they are aggressive typers. They are like, aggressive. Like, like, an, like you, people think Apple keyboards are, are falling apart on these new, like, uh, these uh, uh, Apple laptops and they have to go take them in. Three minutes with a Predator and this thing is going back to the shop for sure. Well, that's why all of them are digital things that just pop up because they can't have that physical keypads yeah, that, anymore. They would destroy every keyboard they got. So they have all the holographic images and they're like, Whoa. <laughs> just really, really well, going for it. Um, so anyways, basically you've got Little Predator escaping from Juice Bag Predator and Little right. Predator arrives on Earth right in the middle of what seems to be an assassination slash... A yeah, rescue, like a hostage, hostage like a rescue. hostage rescue. Yeah, you thought so rescuing the hostage just would be a good thing by just shooting one guy. He's like, yeah, this will save him. Yeah, well, I think he shoots him, and he's going to shoot the other guys, and then the ship comes. Yeah. So like he, so this is our main character, yes. played by Boyd Holbrook. Boyd Holbrook, yeah. Um, and what's his what's his name again uh, in the movie? McKenna. Yeah. Okay. So McKenna is, uh, he, he, you know, he's got, there, there's a couple of funny, like, little witty banter on the radio. That's a first hint that this is not, this is not like the other movies. Yeah. Like, it's, it's already, like, seeps in right at the beginning. Yes. The, the Shane Blackness of it all. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this ship crash lands, and we get our first sort of uh, thriller sequence where he, where he, uh, he goes to the ship. He finds the Predator's uh, stuff. Yeah. And finds his helmet and a gauntlet. And, um, and he finds like a little, well, anyway, he gets attacked by the predator and his yeah. team gets killed by little predator. This is yeah. little predator who's crash landed on the ship. Um, and, uh, and, and runs away essentially. Uh, he incapacitates the predator. Incapacitates him with his own gauntlet, which I didn't understand. Like, didn't the predator put his helmet on and his shit? Like, how did that come off? When? I was so confused. The gauntlet and the helmet, like, it just seemed very strange that. He left that stuff. Like I feel like he probably would have grabbed it. Anyways, yeah, I, that was weird to me. I was well, just maybe like, well, in the he... crash it all fell off, right? But it, uh, whatever. Anyways, sorry, nitpick. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I think it. Yeah, I think. I mean, you know, if you're in a if you're, if you're in, in an rush? accident and you got your glasses on your head, let's say you get a little fender bender, your glasses go flying yeah, off. Yeah, but They're probably not broken. If you know? your glasses will shoot and kill anything that tries to go after them, you'd probably pick them up. Yeah, I'd be like, hmm. I need these. But then somebody's coming in with a gun, so he's trying to take them out before he picks up his stuff. You know, you got to prioritize. Prioritizing right? yeah. is important. Yeah. Right? So he ends up offing the two other members of of McKenna's team. Correct. McKenna escapes with his gear. McKenna with- escapes with the gear, but he's hot on his trail. Is the character Traeger, played by Sterling K. Brown, yeah. who is the most menacing person I've ever seen. He's just he oozes menace everywhere yeah. he goes. Even the way that he was popping mints in there, I was like, I feel bad for those mints. This guy is constantly chewing gum mm-hmm. and working his jaw muscles. I feel like he does that on a day because, like, they bulge. He's one of those guys that has bulging jaw muscles. You yeah. Know? Like, people would want, like, jaw muscle implants to look like this. <laughs> like, and they just, they bulge. And whenever he's chewing, they just kind of, like, pulsating back and forth. And it was just, it was quite hypnotic. 
and he keeps throwing the gum in there. And all I could think to myself is, how many sticks of gum can you put in your mouth? It, gum gets big, you yeah. know, like massive. Like when do you, when do you, like his when do jaw you was so strong. It was compressing it's it into pulver- <laughs> He's just he's just pulverizing that gum in his mouth. He's like he throws a whole pack of ten in there, and it comes out like like a millimeter, yeah. a millimeter wide. You know, so um, wacky. Anyway, so Trigger works for this uh, stargazer uh, company that's been tracking the the extraterrestrials that have been landing on our planet. Yeah, and he when he gets to the ship, he knows that someone's been there. Yeah. So Boyd Holbrook's character McKenna retreats, and he's in Mexico. Yeah. Yeah, so he's in Mexico, so he, he goes to he goes to a Mexican, like this like cantina. Yeah, in a really weird scene, he has this little orb that popped out from like he doesn't know how to use this gear. He's got the he's got the gauntlet on. This orb pops out from the gauntlet, and he grabs it. And it turns him invisible. Yeah, just like the predator, like it's the it's the encloaking device right. the predator uses. So he uses that to impress a bartender, <laughs> and uh, and gets the bartender to ship all of this stuff back to a PO box in the United States. Right, and the PO box it ends up getting picked up by his kid. Yeah, because there's no more room in the PO box. It actually goes to their to his estranged wife's house. The kid's introduced earlier in a scene with chess pieces. It shows that the kid has uh, Asperger's. Asperger's, yeah. yeah that's yeah. right. He is uh, hyper-intelligent, yes. and he can remember things. Mm-hmm. Like, he's all these kids are playing chess in the chess club. A fire alarm goes off. The, the pieces are strewn about all over the place. He comes back in and puts, like, eight chess boards back on the table, but puts all the pieces exactly where they were before everybody left. So proving, essentially showing you that this kid, yes, he's, like, he's... I, I hope I'm using the right term. He's autistic, I think is the right I term. I think so. And, uh, but, but his autism is, is, is putting his intelligence at a higher level, kind of like the one character from Cube. I don't know if you've yes. ever seen Cube. Yes. But uh, sim- similar to that, but, but, but uh, you know, he can communicate ju- just as well as everyone else. He ends up figuring out kind of how he gets the Predator gear, starts figuring out how to use it, and he manages to decipher where the ship is and how to read their language. And then okay. he goes out trick-or-treating, which we'll yes. get to. Yeah. Um, but anyways, so at this point, um, so all the stuff's been mailed off. McKinnon ends up getting captured by the bad guys, we're yep. going to call them. Uh, Stargazer, Stargazer yep. and is quote unquote debriefed and is sent away to the loony bin. Yeah, with the rest of the loonies. Yeah, they call them the loonies. I exactly. kind of like that. I, I did. did I did like that very much. He gets interrogated. Trigger's trying to find out what he knows, and um, they he's telling them what you know, like what he saw. They're like, okay, well, we have to send him in the bin with all of the other crazies, and he's right. on this but finds himself on this bus with other soldiers that have had awful things happen or have done awful things that are considered sort of like crazy. So you've got Coyle, who's uh, Keegan-Michael... No. Uh, Keegan-Michael Key? Is it no. Key? Yeah. No. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Jordan Peele, Keegan-Michael yeah, Key. Yeah, that's right. Um, I was confused their first names. Baxley's Thomas Jane. Nebraska Williams is Trevante Rhodes. And I didn't look up the actors for Nettles or Lynch. Um, but Nettles and Lynch, one is the guy that is very... Religious? Um, I, he's not religious. Uh, oh yeah, he's, he's creepy as fuck. He's creepy he's as fuck. Apparently, religious. and the other guy is um, he's he's the character actor on Game of Thrones and and the original John Wick. John Wick, yeah, yeah. he's the son. Yeah, um, both of those two characters could not have been in the film, and I would not have missed them. Sure, they, they, yeah, they were just they were set pieces for me. Sure, they were yeah. extra. Fodder well, we need bodies. We yeah, need bodies. they were fodder. Um, but yeah, so they're they're in this bus and they are kind of going over their stories. And to me, the most interesting one was uh, Nebraska or what was it? Wherever he's from, uh, yeah, Nebraska Williams. Yeah, he was just the most interesting. He just seemed the one to connect 
you could connect to and be relatable to. Everybody He's, else was one just kind of, he? He was, he was the, the guy that shot him yeah. himself in the head. Yeah. Everybody else was just kind of like a caricature of somebody, right? Yeah, yeah. But they were all entertaining in their own right to some yeah. degree. Thomas Jane's uh, Tourette's thing kind of got a little old. It does. It you think it, got so, it gets old? I thought it was fucking hilarious. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious in the bus. It was kind of funny. But then it was the 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 pussy joke yeah, in later. the thing. I was like, okay, this is... Going it was funny at first, but then they kept on pushing it and yeah, pushing it. I'm like, did. okay, we need to get past this joke now. That one lasted a little too, too long, long. But yeah. there's, there's a couple of other... There were a couple of other moments. I, I like the way Jane played it. Um, it they never show his shoes. Did you notice that? Do you think he was barefoot the whole time? He, he might have been. Yeah, because I was so waiting Thomas for Jane them. special. There was that shot of, of uh, McKenna looking over at Thomas Jane and looking at him. And I was expecting him to look down and then would have a shot of his bare feet. But uh, <laughs> it never happened. So, um, And this is because, of course, we both know. That Thomas Jane uh, tends not to wear shoes. He hates wearing shoes no, uh, in places where he can take them off. He'll he'll do so yeah. wherever possible. Yeah. So yeah. So uh, and Keegan Michael Key was was funny. He was you know he's, he was killing his lines. He has a couple of couple of funny jokes in uh, in the, and then that actually connects back to the original Predator because Shane Black's character tells a dirty joke to Billy. Yeah. And uh, and it's and it's a it, it's 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 a dirty it's a dirty joke in the same line as the jokes that uh, Keegan Michael Key is is telling on the bus. So there are some like callbacks to the original. Film. Absolutely. Um, so all the while, while that's happening, you've also got this character Casey, who's Olivia Munn's character, gets right. brought into the Stargazer facility, sees the Predator, the fugitive Predator, or the little yeah, Predator, the little Predator which that has got been captured. captured. Yeah, because yeah. McKenna incapacitated him, and then she's like, "Oh shit, this thing's got human DNA." So I'd like to hold you, hold you there for a little Let's moment. Let's do it. For yes. a little moment. Her introduction, okay? This whole, and I'd like to say this for the record, one of the worst things about this movie is the first third. The first third of this movie is a fucking editorial mess. Yeah. It is, this is what we're talking about pacing. You are jumping around in, in different places. You've got the kid discovering the Predator gear, the loonies in the loony bin, and then you've got Olivia Munn's character and Stargazer. Now... The problem is here, Olivia Munn's introduction happens out of nowhere. Yeah. These guys drive up in a park, go to her and say, hey, come with us. Where, you know, do you enjoy stargazing? They say. They don't even say her name, right? And they come in. I don't even know when you find out what her name is. Now, here's the crazy thing. Uh, we don't need to get into it too much right now, but Olivia Munn uh, campaigned to have a scene removed from the film. Um and uh, because the the actor that she was acting with was a known sex offender, that scene one hundred percent was meant to be her introduction in the park, in the dog park. Yes, because it would be some guy walking a dog or something like that, and he hits on her, and she it it tells you something about her character that she's strong, like she's not you know she's not a pushover, probably, and gives you some insight. They literally cut the scene out, and started with her getting picked up from like with those guys from uh, Stargazer. And it shows. Yeah, it absolutely shows yep. that there is there's a there's when I say it's not a giant chunk, but it's a it's a crucial chunk where you have no idea who this person is, and they don't really have lines until. Yeah, she doesn't have lines until later. It would it would so been awkward. Better if she just walked in as scientist expert in in the facility. Like right. you don't need the oh we're gonna pick you we up. We picked with your you dog up. Thing. Like they should have just 
excise that entirely and yeah. just show her coming in and be like, oh, we brought in yeah. so-and-so scientists. It's like, oh, I'm, you know, it's crazy that I'm here. Like, you guys, you know, like, backfill a little bit, yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. with some dialogue. But they just lifted that scene right out, and it's painful. Like, I watched it, and I'm like, what? It was so, it felt super awkward. Yes. Uh, and 100%. that whole first third of that movie is super awkward. Yes. Uh, jumping, you know, you know, all over these plot lines. So I wanted to throw that in there. Yeah. And Proceeds, yeah. So she she goes into the facility while the loonies are on the bus. Right. And while the kid is discovering and going out for Halloween with the with the Predator stuff. Right. And then all of a sudden, that's when Uber Predator starts coming in. Little Predator's like, ah, shit, I gotta get my sh- my gear and get the hell out of here. He wakes up. Yeah, he's strapped to he the table. He murders everyone. This is that breakout sequence, and I gotta tell you, this is the best sequence in the movie. Yes. And one of the best sequences in the Predator franchise, period. Yeah. I absolutely loved this scene where he breaks out from this facility, because he is straight up fucking everybody up. And it's... uh. This is when he uses his mandibles to cut the guys, you know, like there's a lot of little nuance there that they really made sure they used all of the Predator stuff, you yeah. know, like that he's got. And uh, you think they would have disarmed him. Did they, did he have his blades and no, stuff? No, he didn't have anything. Oh, he, he, he was just he beating was just, the fuck out of yeah. everybody. He, he basically strong-armed his way off of the table, bit the guy, got a little bit more space, Leverage. broke out, and yeah. then just started just murking people with his, fa- his yeah, hands. Yeah, he smashes some... Yeah, he just rips some guy's face off, slits their throat, yeah. walking around, throwing people around everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was, it's, a, it's a great sequence. Um, two questions I had. Jake Busey is in this movie. Actually, what I've read, although it's not apparent from the film... Playing the son... Yes, of Peter... Peter Keys? Yeah, of, of the... Of, his, of a character, his father. Yes. Um, Gary Busey played in Predator 2. Yes. Gary Busey's character from Predator 2 was killed by the Predator. Correct. They don't say anything about that. Nothing. It's the, more of just, I think it's just more of a nod to the film that like diehards would know. As soon I, as I saw him, that was my first thought. Yeah. I was like, is he the son of Gary Busey's character? Yeah. He was. Yeah, and he is playing the son of that character. And, and, and Jake Busey, actually, I do like Jake Busey. He's been in a lot of movies I like. Yeah. He's in Starship Troopers and Identity. And, uh, I, you know, he, oh, he's also in The Frighteners. And, and he's I love, great in The Frighteners. I love all three of those movies. And, um, yeah, it was just nice to see him in there. Right. And, uh, but I, I, was, I was unfortunate they didn't have, like, some kind of throwaway line saying that, you know, uh, his father was, had, had a run-in with, right. with this species or whatever. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, yeah, he's in, he's in there. He doesn't die. I think he just gets poked in the belly a little bit. Yeah. Um, but uh, Olivia Munn runs away. Runs away. Inexplicably. Yeah. To leave the science facility or to come in, you have to go through a decontamination process, which requires you to take off all of your clothes. Yes. For whatever reason, when she's leaving, they're saying, get in, like, you have to decontaminate to get out. Yeah. She still takes her clothes off to be decontaminated, but she's hiding from this predator who's walking through. So now my question is here. (laughs) Do you think this system is recognizing whether or not you're naked and won't let you out unless you have taken off all your clothes? I My theory is that the system is actually a hyper-intelligent artificial intelligence and is like, this is Olivia Munn. We want to see her naked. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, can't think of a, I can't think of a good reason why when she was desperate to escape and it's saying, oh, you have to do decontamination, yeah. that she couldn't just walk in there and like, yeah. you know... Just keep her clothes on yeah. and 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 uh, decontaminate and then and then leave. 
it seems really odd that she thought that she had to go the whole nine yards, follow full protocol, and, and take her clothes off. Olivia Munn gets naked more than she needs to. Yeah, twice. Twice. Yeah. The first time, the sure. The first time is was... was because she gets naked next to Jake Busey, and they're both they're getting decontaminated. It makes sense. Yeah. But when she leaves, she gets naked again, um, and it's not like you see anything. No, it's no, not no, like no. yeah, like it's just kind of like it didn't feel sexual at all. No, just, no, it wasn't. All. It wasn't leering at all. No, it no, just no, seemed no. like an odd choice. Choice. Yeah. It's like you know why not just? Uh, and she doesn't even get out. She gets naked and stays there and hides. Yeah. In the machine, and then she grabs a gun and starts. Fucking parkouring after the predator. Yeah, that's right. Off yeah. of buildings and shit. Jumps yeah. onto a fucking bus. Onto a bus. Yeah. So meanwhile, the loonies have commandeered the bus. She's running and chasing the little predator. The big predator is going to crash land somewhere. They figure out that the predator is going to get his gear. They rescue Casey. There's a lot of stuff going yeah. on. And yeah. it's it's actually a pretty cohesive action scene when they're all outside. That's right. Yeah. No, it's, it's actually a nice little escape sequence. Yes. Yeah. And uh, they take the loonies take over the bus. Yeah. And they grab some bikes. Yeah. And realize that little predator, like you said, is going after uh, his gear. Right. And his gear is with his, his son. Kid. Yeah. yeah. So they, they peel out. And head toward head 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 toward his kid. Yeah. Now, little predator has to get there. So get there somewhere. In my favorite sequence of the movie, I know I said the breakout was my favorite sequence, but I say like it's it's neck and neck with the next one. <laughs> little predator's got to. He's just murked all these people yeah. in his lab. He's got to get his stuff back. How is he going to get there? Public transit. Okay. He goes on the nearest bus. Gets in the back seat, kills all the soldiers in the back seat of this bus while the driver has no idea what's going on yeah. back there because it's like an APC. So it's got like a little wall. And the driver's like, hey, what's going on back there? Meanwhile, he's killed all these guys back there. One of their arms is severed, sticks a severed arm through the back window with the thumbs up sign. And the guy's like, oh, you guys, you jokers. Yeah. And he goes back in. And then my favorite shot of the movie just, where he just <laughs> sits down in the chair and <laughs> sits down in the chair as if I have expected him to start looking at his phone or like open up a newspaper. Like he's just on the bus, you know, and he's, he's headed up like that was the, it made me laugh so much. Yeah. Cause it was such a mundane thing to do after killing all these guys and this ridiculous severed arm thumbs up gag. He just kind of. Sits down. Takes a load off. He had a hard day. It was a tough day for him, man. It was a tough day. I almost think this story can be seen as the story of like an underprivileged youth moving to the city. I feel like, you know, he comes into the city. First thing happens, he crashes. He gets robbed. People steal all of his shit. Then they try to kill him. They put him in, you know, try to put him in. He escapes. Then he's got to take the bus to go to the next place. He's just trying to help some people. I can see the frustration on his face, and then it's finally, tough. you know, and then he and then he finally gets killed. Right. And like honestly, it's just it's a rough go for this guy. It really is. Yeah. Hard day. Hard day. Yeah. Work. Hard day. So anyway, they all head over to uh, to McKenna's McKenna's house. Then there's the sequence with the kid. Yeah. True to treating. He's yeah. basically duct taped the fucking the predator helmet onto his face. And it was so good it when he's walking. Great. He's walking down the street with those predator masks, and I'm helmet. like. Oh, this is like that sequence just really hit me right in the heart because I'm like, if, if that were me, that would be exactly what I would have done. Yeah. Like, and it's just so cool. It's wish fulfillment. It's serious, like Shane Black being a kid again, like being a kid on Halloween. Um, and uh, and it was it was a cute little sequence, cute right up until why don't you tell us what happens 
which is kind of the nuts. kid goes trick or treating at the wrong house. The owner of the house decides to throw a beer can at him as the kid's walking away, and then the predator mask viciously murders him and blows up his house. I was like, "Wow!" It was intense. That child murdered someone inadvertently. I mean, he didn't there mean was it. no mo- what is it modus operandi? Um, like, well, no, he didn't have. He, he was he. No, no, that's yeah. Uh, sorry, no. intent. He had no he intent. He had no intent. Yes. He's, he's got. He gets hit in the head with this can and the predator helmet. Little gun comes out. And vaporizes this uh, owner of this house as well as the house. And, uh, and then he has this little moment where the bullies come after him. Yeah. Bullies are sitting there looking at him. And he just takes the helmet and goes, like shakes the helmet at them and they run off. So it was really funny. So the kid's scared and, and goes running off into a football field. Yeah. And then he encounters what is probably the lamest thing in this movie. The fucking uh, dogs. Thought, yeah, the predator dogs. Yeah. Now, I mean, the design's okay. There's a weird thing that happens here where one of the predator dogs, well, the other ones are put down. They, they they kill them. But one of the dogs gets shot in the head. Yeah. Repeatedly. Like, poosh, close range. And then kind of seems dumb after that. And I think the movie is trying to tell you that the dog was lobotomized. Like, it just became really dumb and kind of like... Followed them around. And yeah. It was like kind of like I, I didn't really understand what they wanted the audience to think happened there, but I think it's a lobotomy. They think like they inadvertently gave this dog a lobotomy. Yeah, and maybe it would have meant more if more of the Olivia Munn backstory of whatever the dogs meant to her might have played a little bit more with those dog characters. Maybe yeah. there would have been more, bi- but the whole do- like those dogs didn't need to be in the film at all. They no. could have murdered them both. And then the dumb dog didn't need to be there anymore. Yeah. It, it was, was just more a, for ga- like a gag. It, it was, was more a, for a gag. Like and a returning it wasn't even gag. funny. I didn't, I, I thought it was, I thought it was weird enough that it was kind of like, it, it was kind of, it could be endearing. It was weird enough where I wasn't like so put off about by it. But at the same time, I'm like, if it, uh, that would probably be one of the first things I would cut from yeah. the film. This whole dog sequence and the, and the dog returning kind of seemed, it just, it's very, it's very odd. Yeah. Um, didn't play well with me. I didn't like the damn yeah. dog. So anyway, uh, moving on from there, what happens next? Well, the, the loonies rescue the kid. They go away, but it's eventually tra- Trigger. Well, I'm skipping the pred, the big juicy predator. Juicy predator. <laughs> juice bag predator. Juice bag predator. Yeah, uh, so they escape to the pred- school. They escape to the school. That's where the... The, the little predator. McKenna's part. trying to give the predator back what he's looking for. Yes. And then that's when juice bag predator comes, viciously murders the little one. Oh, buddy. And then the loonies all escape, and they're just like, okay... We should be safe. Meanwhile, the Predator's like, I got some leads. The loonies and company, they all go into some shack somewhere or some farm or yeah, whatever. Yeah. At the same time, Olivia Munn's figuring out, oh, wait, this this fluid stuff that the guy had and the fact that they have human DNA, it's not that they're just ripping out trophies. They're taking the spinal fluid and they're upgrading themselves. Which is interesting, an interesting concept. Right. And that's kind of like what I was talking about in terms of expanding myth- the yes. mythology. They're yeah. like... They're taking trophies. They're taking the spine. Yeah. They're taking the spinal fluid. It all kind of does flow yes. into, into each other. Yeah. Uh, I, I originally did not like the idea of this whole like splicing and evolving thing. And the kid actually gets a little vision when he puts the predator helmet on of a predator on an operating table with other predators, predators like, operating like, on him. like operating on him and injecting him with stuff. And uh, yeah, so that's that's one of the that's the big mythology ad here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they're they are not simply hunting; they're actually using the most aggressive organisms and the the toughest organisms to hunt. 
when they're defeated, they actually take their DNA right. and try and make themselves better. And it's kind of it kind of makes sense. It's an interesting concept. It's an it interesting works. thing. Yeah. It works. The thing that doesn't work is that fugitive predators coming to bring us some sort of super weapon to fight off the predators when they come after global warming starts wiping us out. Okay. Yeah, so the predators are coming. Yeah, so what you find out later in the film is that the predators are, are coming to Earth more often because they understand that we are essentially wiping ourselves out. Yeah. And we are an endangered species. And I really did. I liked that as well. I liked the fact that, oh, shit, like we're not going to be able to hunt these guys for long. Um, we are an endangered species. So they're harvesting the planet for before essentially we, uh, we kill ourselves. Right. Now, from what I understand, the rogue predator doesn't want that to happen, doesn't want the planet to die out, and doesn't want them to over-harvest. Right. So he's giving us a method to fight the predators when they do come to harvest us. Yes. I think that's what's happening. That makes sense. He wasn't here to hunt us. No. He's here to give us something. Right. That's, that's what I gathered from it. The problem yeah. was... That the very first thing he does when he touches down is viciously murders, skins, and strings up somebody. I am immediately. I'm a hundred percent with you. Now here's the thing: when, <laughs> so he, when, little, when little predator is trapped in the lab, yeah, and he escapes and brutally murders everyone and getting out of there, I get that. He's a little pissed sure, off. Sure, I'd be a little, little pissed off. Too. And he's like, "Fuck you guys! I'm just trying to help you." Yeah, and uh, there, you know, obviously the soldiers are coming to kill him, so he's fucking he's. He's murdering, murdering. Sure. Everything. He's done what he has to do to survive. Yes. To, to complete his mission. But you're right. The first two guys he kills no in reason. the grassland, there's no reason. And even uh, the guys on the bus, they didn't really need to get viciously torn apart. He he wanted the seat to himself. How many times? <laughs> how many times have you gotten on a public bus? <laughs> And there's a guy sitting in the two-seater and you just want to decapitate him and throw his body outside the back of the bus so you can have both of those seats yourself. Honestly, I get it. It was purely survival. It's a doggy dog on those TTC buses out there, man. I would take just, the bus I'd sit every right next day. To him and if rip I could do apart. what the <laughs> That would be my suggestion. What's that? I would sit right next to the guy in the middle seat taking up those two seats and just rip a fart. Do you think that that would work for this predator? I would assume their intestines can probably produce something Listen, far worse than we have. Listen, this guy's man. eating faces of human beings. I cannot imagine that this guy is producing anything that's not going to kill man. the person next to him slowly. The way he looks, he's treated differently out there. Okay. You might call it intergalactic racism, but sometimes <laughs> he's not going to the back of the bus on this one. He's getting to the front of the bus and he'll do whatever the fuck he has to. And if that but means he didn't ask if he could sit. He did. He just went in and he didn't even go inside. He just threw something in <laughs> yeah. from the top and he's like, yeah. <laughs> he just assumed that nobody was going to give him a no, seat. Yeah. He could have walked in and been like. <laughs> and they're going to be like, oh, fuck you. And then, then you, you start murdering everybody. But you got to at least ask. It's kind of a dick move to come in and start shoving people around. <laughs> you know? The only guy he left alive was the driver because he didn't know how to drive. He yeah, had two pedals. He's like, I don't know. I can't just finger bang this this thing into wherever I gotta go. His pedals, like, his feet are way too big. You put push both pedals. Oh at the yeah, same yeah. Time he wouldn't go anywhere. Sure. He wouldn't go yeah. anywhere. The oh would my god. So, anyways, <laughs> we've deemed that the predator's mission was probably. I mean, it makes sense that I. I why he wanted Earth to survive? Maybe he likes hunting us. Whatever. Yes, there exactly. could have been something that could have been expanded upon because I that wasn't clear. That makes sense when you explain it that way, but. 
he definitely could have done a better job yeah. trying to hand us some technology, trying yeah. to help us out. Like, mm. yeah, he could have just parachuted it in. Yeah, he really could have. Yeah, just yeah. left it there, left a note. I mean, if the kid <laughs> could figure out his language pretty quickly, yeah, or at yeah. least maybe the symbol. I don't know if he'd figure it out, but anyway, anyways, he could um, just drawn a big heart. And yeah, so and the, and then the other stuff uh, like Trigger finding them. I don't even know how he finds them. I don't know how he finds them at this farmhouse. I can't remember. It wasn't clear. Everybody yeah. just kept finding each other without really a lot of explanation. I yeah. don't know how they found the kid at, and Traeger and stuff at yeah. the Predator site. Like, they didn't even show, like, a clip of them, like, oh, we found his map. Like, they just yeah. fucking found him. Yeah, and I feel like a lot of dialogue here is so fast and and not loud. Maybe the dog tracked them down? Yeah, they That's were following the it. dog. Yeah, yeah, so now the dog shows up at the... At the I thought uh, the dog was following them, but now that I'm thinking about it, it was probably in reverse. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah when he, so they're in the helicopter, they steal the helicopter. Yeah. So, anyway, Traeger, Traeger comes to, to the to the uh, uh, farmhouse and captures everyone, at, you know, and then they discuss why the Predator is here and all of this sort of comes to light. Yeah. Uh, then Traeger finds the ship because the kid has drawn it, kidnaps the kid, leaves... Uh, and the others are all to be executed, and they all escape in, in weird and wonderful ways. Um, the dog comes back for uh, to Olivia Munn just before she's going to be executed, and throws up a grenade. I, I was that I'm like she was playing catch with them with them before. That seems like a very was dangerous it a, thing. Was it a grenade she was throwing? That's around? my own, that's what I assumed. I thought the implication was like this: I, this guy ate a soldier. Or something, and like didn't digest the grenade and threw it up. I don't know where that grenade came from. Or nah, he know. throws something up at the end too. He's kind of like Kirby, <laughs> like where he's just like eating shit and throwing it up. Like it's just a weird. It was a weird little gimmick thing. Anyway, so she escapes because she like you know blows up the guy she uh, that's going to execute her. The others escape, steal a helicopter. The dog starts running. They just track the dog, and the dog leads them to the ship, which is where Trigger and the kid are. Yeah. Yeah. And they get into the ship, and what do they find? They Trigger's find, looking for something. Yeah, like he's looking he, for that thing in the pod. And yes. then, but before he can get to it, McKenna, big McKenna, comes, rescues his son. They all go outside. There's this big standoff, and then that's when Uber Predator comes yeah. out and is like Juice Bag Predator. Juice Bag Predator starts murking the rest yeah. of the soldiers. Really, just starts fucking everybody up. And uh, and what is I think a, like a decent like action sequence. But what I don't like again about the juice bag predator is like they play with the rules of his skin. Is he bulletproof? Is he not bulletproof? Yeah. At the end, he's sure not bulletproof, but kind of only becomes non-bulletproof when the story calls for it. I don't like that. I don't like when it's unclear. Like, are, is he bulletproof? Because if he's bulletproof, you guys got to do something else. Yeah, like, set stop the rules him. and follow the rules. Yeah, don't set the rules and then change and the then rules. change them. It, yeah. So, so he 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 really does walk through this whole thing like unperturbed by the small arms fire from like most of these soldiers. For the most part, yeah. Yeah. Um, so he walks in to the ship, and in a what's a kind of a goofy kind of crazy scene, he uses the. Um, the translator that they actually set up in order to investigate his ship, he reverses it and uses it on them to communicate. To yeah. communicate with them, saying that you know he I've been, yeah, I've enjoyed watching you guys kill each other. Um, I you know I want McKenna, and I'm giving you guys a head start. Yeah, and uh, he gives everyone a head start, which was cool. I like that, like seven minute head head start, and then I'm gonna hunt and kill you all. Yeah. Um, another thing to point out here is that he uses that translator. Before, when the Predators are talking, it's the first time in any Predator movie that, that features a Predator that there are subtitles for what they are saying. So that's another interesting thing that they've in, that they've introduced in this movie. Like, 
when the predators are talking. Like yeah. you actually, there are subtitles to understand what they're saying. So Trigger has to team up with McKenna and the, the loonies. And the loonies, yeah. And and uh, Trigger has the shoulder cannon. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't know how to use it very well. Doesn't know, and that that comes up later. Uh, and uh, Not it much later. Yeah, <laughs> we're at fifty-five. We're almost at an hour. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so they go running off in the woods, and the and and juice bag predator attacks them. So they try to, you know, they try to fight them off. Anything in this sequence that you that you liked? Or well, the the only thing that really stood out to me was the whole um, the the key and um, Thomas and Jane, Jane yeah. characters. You know, basically going after him. Jane's character just viciously stabbing him on fire. Oh, yeah, that was great. And then them both being essentially disemboweled and finishing each other off, putting that was... each other out of their misery. I mean, there was a connection to them. They were in the same unit. Yeah. Um, so that was established earlier in the film. It was kind of, it was super campy and very corny, but it was also kind of... It was a fitting end. In, it was in... like, it, it had an ending. Yeah. You know, like for their, for their arc. Yeah, you know? yeah, so exactly. It was... It was, it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was cheesy. It was over the top, it was but it was kind of, it, it, it fit in the film, I yeah, would say. Yeah, because this whole film is really, really is over the top. Right. In all of the confusion, trying to fend off the, the you know, juice bag predator, uh, Trigger is trying to use the um, shoulder cannon, and they show that in great detail, wherever he looks, the shoulder cannon moves. So he's trying to shoot this predator in the woods as they're fighting him off. Someone calls his name. I think it's Olivia Munn's character. Yeah. It's like Trigger. He turns around and the shoulder cannon turns, but is now facing the back of his head because he's turned full one, uh, full ninety degrees to the right from where his head was, and pulls the trigger and blows his own head off, which is probably the best death in this movie, right up there with guy's face getting eaten by a predator. It's a really bad design decision. I feel like that. Like that. I don't think he's using it right. Uh, the I, I wouldn't have, say that's like, user error. The, the, I don't think the, the predators. It's not sitting right here. They kind of it bulges out, and it's kind of like you know. Yeah, but I mean, if the, if the predator looked this way, it's going to look this way. It should just have like a certain. Maybe he was using it on the wrong arm. Maybe right. that was for lefties. Yeah, and he was putting it on the right shoulder. That's right. Because maybe it's not it. allowed to go yeah, further yeah. left. Because you know? I feel like that would be a design decision. Like yeah. that would be a very big design failure there. Yeah. I, could ju- I could just see the uh, design flaw. The 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 sign the, the you know. The developer predator back home who got a degree at you know his predator college. Yeah. It's kind of like looking at you know UAT test data. And oh, it's like, for sure. <laughs> We've got we way too many heads <laughs> that have been blown off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we have... should inhibit it from going that way. If you want to shoot that way, you have to turn your body. Okay, that's right. That's anything right. on the right. Yeah, it'll shoot. Then you you want to go a... left? You got to turn. <laughs> you got. <laughs> he took it to the product design meeting. Use those hips, baby. Use those hips. <laughs> yeah. Product design meeting. Got it okayed yeah. by the board of directors. So everybody gets off essentially, and the only lap people left standing after um, is McKenna, Casey, and Rory. Well, the predator tries to take off. When you predator find tries out, to take off. Yeah. You find out that the predator doesn't want McKenna, the elder, like as the warrior. He wants his son because his son is the next evolution of the human race. Right, uh, and that's sort of established earlier, where they say the. Uh, the spectrum of autism might actually be considered an advancement. Yes. Yeah. And so what they're trying to do, again, is collect the the most advanced uh, uh, human beings or organisms. So he tries to take the kid and tries to take off. And a cool sequence is when the few of the, lo- less, the last of the loonies jumps on the... Um, on the ship, and the and the the shields are coming up, 
Yeah. And the shields turn out to be like it's energy, but it's actually it's like uh, it'll cut you. Basically, yeah. it'll so it slices one of them in half and one is caught underneath and one's on the top. And, and McKenna uses the shield underneath in this crazy physics thing to slide into the ship. Yeah. Uh, all like super cheesy, but I, I, I they're plagued within the rules. They set these rules up yeah. and there's a payoff. So I yeah. kind of do like that. Uh, they managed to bring the ship down and have their final confrontation. Yeah. Uh, in which, I mean, Juicebag Predator throws McKenna around a little bit. Um, I can't even remember how they beat him. Like, the dog vomits something up again, right? And they use, like, a... They set know. him on fire. They blow him up. They blow right? him up, yeah. They, uh... Fuck, I can't remember. I remember Olivia Munn jumps on him after using the invisibility orb. Yep. Starts shooting him in the head from really close yep. range, I think. Yep. And then... Yeah, I can't remember. McKenna throws something at him. Blows yeah, him but up. it's. I think it, it, it's something the dog throws up. I can't. It could have been. Yeah, I don't like remember. It all happens it. so fast. He like you want to talk about like crazy editing? Like that was all over the fucking yeah, place. Yeah, didn't There's like it. Too much going. on. I mean, it's not. That I didn't like it. It just wasn't very. I liked effective. it. Yeah, it's yeah. just I cannot recall what the fuck happened. Yeah, I just remember that the predator got blown up all over the place. Yeah, and then the end. The end scene um, is you know the predator is sort of still the juice bag predator sort of still alive and McKenna just shoots him in the head a couple of times, but the bullet let's go right through his skull. Yeah. So what were you saying before about the helmet being underneath his skin? They what mentioned because the he had the retractable blades but they were under his skin. I think that he had Olivia Munn mentioned something about him having his endoskeleton becoming an exoskeleton yeah, times yeah. or something like that. I didn't get that. So that's a lot of there's a lot of quick dialogue in here about plot points that yeah. like, you know, the whole tracking thing, I'm sure it's in the movie but it happens so fast Super that I just fast, like yeah. uh that it just kind of flies by. So another sort of... Uh... And the helmet thing I was talking about is like he's got predator vision, but he's not wearing a mask. So there's something in his under his head that's right. allowing for that. So he's he's been surgically enhanced yeah. and augmented. So yeah. he's just a big bad motherfucker. Yeah. So he they end up killing him. And then the sort of ending of the film is Captain McKenna coming to the Stargazer lab. Yeah. And, and then they have they, that really uh, weird CG yeah, of they, the arm thing. They find out eventually what, you know, what it is that this little predator was trying to give them. And what it is, is this little wrist gauntlet that straps itself like to a scientist, an unwilling scientist and expands onto him and turns him into the seven foot, like it's armor. Yeah. The seven foot tall, like, Predator killer with like five, like five shoulder cannons yeah. and all of these lasers targeting everyone, and uh, with the helmet and the the dreadlocks and everything, and then it all packages back up and goes back into the gauntlet. It's like an Iron Man suit, yeah, yeah, essentially. Yeah. And um, everyone's like, "Oh, it's basically a Predator killer." Yep, armor. And uh, McKenna does have a pretty dope line at the yeah, end yeah, where yeah. he says, uh, um, "Is what he say? He's like, I hope they have it in forty two long. long, yeah, which and is my suit size, <laughs> is it? Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah, so that's the that's the end of the movie, and no post credit sequence or anything. No. Um, yeah, so I mean, it's it's a fun film. It's just it's it's an editing nightmare in the first third. It's really bad, like really poorly edited. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's just there's a lot of confusion there, but it you know when it goes it goes big. And it tries to do something different. And that's what I can always respect these movies. It's not a rehash mm. of what's come before. It's totally new. It's way different. It's funny. It's goofy. You know what I feel like this is? What's that? This is the Terminator 3 of this franchise. The comedy in this is term Terminator 3 levels of comedy where you never think that this movie would be funny. Yeah. But it's kind of funny. Um, and, um, you know, it just does different stuff. Changes the mythology. Um and uh, one of the biggest problems I have with this is 
like, I couldn't help watching this movie. Like, why did this movie cover so much ground that was already covered in Predators? Yeah. There's so much overlap between these two movies. Right down, like, two major things is Juice Bag Predator. Yep. Like, Big big Bad Predator capturing Little Predator. Yep. And in Predators with Adrian Brody, the, the OG Predator is tied up. Yeah. And they free him, and he helps them escape, and he has this badass moment when he puts the helmet on, and then he fights... The big predator, and this is all in Predators. Yes. It sounds familiar because we just talked about it. It's exactly the same thing as this movie. Yeah. And is end up killed. Yeah. By this newfangled predator. So that's exactly the same. And then the other thing is the predator dogs. They did the dogs in Predators. Frankly, better design. Frankly, way better design. Uh much more, much more interesting. The sequence I thought was better. Um so odd. That yeah. they would cover the same ground. Although this movie, it's not exactly the same. They do enough differently that, you know, it's it's still interesting. Yeah. It's just that, like, why? Like, predator dogs. Like, we're going to have predator dogs in this movie. I'm like, did you guys watch the last movie? Because yeah. they did exactly the same thing. To me, know? like, doing what they did with the spinal fluid and all that, like, I... I think that the motivation is build off of predators and say, now the little race is being overrun by the big race. And they want to enlist our help to try and take them down because right. we had a bunch of soldiers that we abducted and they managed to take down the big ones. Yeah, yeah. So we want to enlist would be the cool. human beings. Yeah. That would have been more interesting. That would have been pretty But cool. instead they opt to do something completely new and it just, like you said, complete overlap between that and the second alien versus predator. Like as soon as I see like, I was thinking of the alien predator hybrid, yeah, hybrid. thing is, yeah, yeah. is when I saw it as well. Yeah. It's just like, I get that there's bigger predators and littler predators, but like, just, we don't need to tell the same story over and over Right. Again. Yeah. It's, uh, I, I would love to see a little bit more beyond just like the big ones and the little ones. I'd yeah. like to see a little, like, it would be cool to, to, to open that up a little bit more, but it rehashed the same dynamic from predators. Definitely. It was yeah. super cool to see that in predators because we've yeah. never seen that before, but then, you know, this one does the same thing. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately. Um, yeah, some cool, uh, some cool moments in this movie and I'm definitely, pro- I'm definitely going to watch it again. Oh yeah, for uh, sure. You know, when it comes to home video. Maybe there'll be like extended scenes or whatever. That yeah. maybe fill in some of the blanks. That's Probably right. not of Olivia Munn's. That scene probably going to yeah. stay out, but, but, um, so that, that's, that edit is always going to hurt a little bit to watch cause it's going to be super awkward. Yeah. Um, whatevs. Yeah, so I think that's I think that's pretty much it. Was there anything else you wanted to you wanted to mention? No, that's it. I think we covered it. Honestly, pretty good movie. It's fun. Just don't go in there expecting a masterpiece because it's not a masterpiece of a film by any stretch no, of means. No, but, um, absolutely. If you not. go in there just expecting to enjoy the film and have some fun, yeah, it'll, it'll deliver on that. Yeah, just don't think too hard. You'll be you'll be entertained. Yeah. Uh, the last thing I wanted to mention was that the Wolfman with Benicio del Toro. Yeah. Has seen a sequence that's exactly like the breakout sequence, and I feel like they are almost they're they're very yes. similar. Yes, they're yes. very similar. I will kill all, all of you. you. Yeah, and he transforms in the room yeah. in front of all those people. So, uh, it kind of gave me flashbacks of that. Yeah, so yeah, I, yeah. I definitely I, no I definitely like that scene. I'll be watching like that'll be one. If the sound mix is is the same as the film, that that might be one I use to demo sound mm. um, because it's definitely like a good a good immersive sound on yes. that scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, folks, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Yep. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. This has been um, MC Blanky. <laughs> MC, <laughs> MC Blanky and DJ Cuddles. We're signing out. See you guys. Take care, guys. Cheers. <laughs>